In today's episode, India and I have the opportunity to interview Nicole Bauer. And in our conversation, we talk about the entrepreneurial journey through her makeup and skincare business. We talk about life of having two kids and raising them and being able to have conversations revolving around the entrepreneurial endeavors that she's taking. And then we get to have a conversation about friends, networking, being real, deep connections, and real relationships. And it is not uncommon for entrepreneurs to push those things aside for the sake of running their business and being more intentional and spending more time into their business. But the way that Nicole has designed her life and structured her conversations in order to center around being a mom first, being an entrepreneur, and being able to connect on a very deep level with friends and having real quality relationships with her clients is absolutely amazing. Entrepreneurs shouldn't be stuck. It's unnecessary, it's frustrating, and unfortunately, it's where most of us end up landing. Your business should serve you, your dreams, and the future you set out to create. So let's destroy the myth that you have to work 60, 80, or 120 hours a week in order to make your dreams a reality. I'm Jay. And I'm India. This is the Marketing Breakthrough Podcast. Let's Let's get get to it. it. Nicole, we have known you for about 10 years, maybe 12. And would you please just tell us what it is that you do and how did you get started? So I am in the skincare and makeup industry. Um, I've had my own business for, it'll actually be 16 years this month. I just realized I was thinking it was 17, but 16 years. And I had a friend of mine that actually introduced me to the skincare and makeup world. And she knew that I was looking for something different. And she asked me if I wanted to give it a whirl. And I told her, probably not your best candidate to be selling product, but I'll give it a try and kind of sort of prove you wrong. It was kind of in that mindset of probably not going to work, but I'll prove you wrong. And here I am 16 years later, completely changed my life. And I get to run my own business. I get to be home with my own kids. And the greatest gift that came from that decision 16 years ago was basically, I mean, all the friendships that came from it and the personal development for myself that I had no idea would happen. Those have been the greatest things. And it's a little bit about my journey. That's great. Okay. Can I, so in that you said that you were probably not the best candidate. Can you expand on that? Yeah. I think that when people hear about, or, you know, you hear about an opportunity where you're going to go into business, our immediate thought is we're selling something. Right. And so you always think that you need to be a salesperson. And that I find myself now telling people, if you're going to go into business, you absolutely, yes, you need to know about sales. You need to know all the business background, but you absolutely cannot be sales driven. And you, you always think of, you know, you walk into a store and people immediately come at you and say, Oh, what can I help you with today? What are you looking for? What, you know, you have all these preconceived notions And so I just remember telling her, I have no idea how to sell anything because I thought I needed to be a salesperson and it was completely the opposite of the type of person I needed to be. So as you continued on then, what person did you need to be? What, what was the secret that kept you like more motivated and 
and finding that success? It's focusing on people, you know, it's, it's people and their needs and listening to them. We hear all the time we're given two ears and one mouth for a reason. So you're supposed to spend more time listening than talking and just getting to know people being and being authentic about it, like building true connection to true relationships. And in what I do, it's getting to know the beauty needs of women out there because not all women want to go to some big department store and have some random person helping them because they're not comfortable. They, they want that personal connection, that personal interaction. And I feel like, especially nowadays, we're craving that even more people. You have to be a people person, not a salesperson. That's good. I think the speaking to that, one of the biggest shifts for me was not being a salesperson, but becoming an advocate for the other person. And in the, in the instance of, you know, what you're doing or what, what I'm doing. And it's interesting just becoming an advocate and saying, if I have what you need, if we're in alignment together, then I want to help you and I want to serve you. And if it's not a great fit, I'm not going to try to sell you on anything. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, it's, you know, personality styles too. And, you know, what I have to offer may not be my personality and and how I do things may not be for everybody. And that's okay. You know, I think the same goes for the real estate world, or when you go to buy a car, you're going to immediately gravitate towards the people that have very similar, either personality styles like you, or their story is the same. That's people will buy the story and the why that you're doing what you're doing before they'll ever buy into the product. That's something I've That is good. Yeah. Did you notice a big impact when you kind of shifted that mindset in your professional life? Did you notice an impact in your personal life? Uh, big time. It, I mean, I can remember, I remember the day because when I came into my business, I definitely was not focused. I was so focused on the sales aspect, right? Most people will start a side hustle because they need to earn extra money. You're in a position where you need extra money for your family. And so that was definitely where I was because we were newly married. Our son was only seven months old at the time. I was already working a full-time job and I needed a way to earn extra money. So my mindset when I came in was focusing on the sales. I remember the day of when it just kind of clicked to me and I realized I'm focusing on the wrong thing. I need to be focusing on the people. And I want to say really at that point was when everything shifted for me and I started on this personal growth journey to develop myself and then to just really focus on serving other people, helping other people, making, you know, women just feel beautiful and comfortable in their own skin. And it's blossomed into more than I could have ever imagined, not just for me, but watching for my kids to watch that transformation and to hear the people that knew me back in the day, 16 years ago, when I started my business, knowing who I was then and seeing who I am now, a lot of people share my story because I've been such a, I guess, if you want to call it like a butterfly, a cocoon, you know, coming out of your cocoon type situation. That's great. I love that. To touch on something that you said earlier was family time, because we are big advocates for that freedom, that ability to spend time with family. 
so what has this allowed you that something else may not have? Oh, that's a really good question. There's a lot. And to, I guess to start with answering that question, I just recently have had a huge shift in the lens that I see that family time through and what my business is able to provide. Because when I started my business, I took my family and molded it around my business because I was working from a different, I don't know if you want to say mindset. I was just working in a different space, but in my mind, I knew that I was doing my business to give me more time with my kids because at that point we just had our youngest. I wanted to be able to be home with him. Uh, my goal was eventually to leave my full-time job to do my business full-time so that I didn't have to miss out on, you know, the first days of school, the going on field trips, um, holidays, going on a vacation. And so now I realize how much more important that is because now my kids, I have two kids and they're older. So I have a 16 year old and I have a 14 year old. And it's, you know, that time with your family, you can't get that back as your kids get older. And I remember telling, I think Indy and I had this conversation, you know, your guys' kids are so little. It's everything that you're doing with them right now is so amazing. It's going to, those memories are going to last a lifetime. And when they become teenagers, it's not like you can just take those memories and put them in and imprint them, you know, into their brain. So that time when they're little, it's like, enjoy every moment, like hold on to every memory you can. And, and so with my business, I love that I haven't had to miss the first day of school and I've gotten to go on field trips and we can pick up and go on vacation whenever we want. And I joke with my kids too. And I, I've done this a couple of times and I'll say to them, so what do you think if, if I went back to working outside the home and I, I went and got, you know, a job working for somebody else and my kids kind of look at me and they say, uh, absolutely not. You're not doing that. <laughs> You're going to stay home. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. They're so adamant about you staying home and, and working in the business that you currently do or at least from some form being able to experience that because as you mentioned our kids are young being four and five they don't they don't understand they they have a lot of time with us but they don't understand how much time they have comparatively to you know most kids um, with their parents and so it is interesting the perspective because although you've been in this industry and been doing running your business for as long as you have and for the majority of your kids' lives, it it's still something they've grown up with, but they can still see the difference between what their friends have and what they have. Yeah, exactly. It teaches them good skill. I feel like it teaches them <clears throat> when you get to be with your kids and you get to build <clears throat> a business, you teach them life skills that they aren't going to learn anywhere else. You teach them a work ethic, a passion, a grit, a determination, a desire. You teach them to dream and to be big thinkers. And when they get to watch what mom and dad do, you know, watching both of you with what you do, they're going to grow up with a whole other world that not every child gets to have. And, and that's my kids, my son, especially he's going to be a junior in high school this year. And he already knows he already has his career planned out. He's going to go into welding and then he's going to, you know, go union for a little bit and then wants to start his own business. He, you know, he already has that entrepreneurial mindset because he's watched. He would hand out my business cards when he was little. He would go deliver product for me. I mean, they, 
it's, it's amazing what you can do for kids when you get to be home and, mm-hmm. and build a business. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. And I was actually going to ask you that. And then you spoke on it yourself, <laughs> but your, your kids, have you noticed them being fairly entrepreneurial since they were little because of watching you? Yeah, my daughter you know, my kids always are thinking of ways, how can I earn money? So my daughter's 14, you know, and she can't go get a job. My son's 16. So he is working right now, but they have always been turning their wheels and coming up with ideas. Okay. We're going to make bracelets and sell them, or we're going to do a lemonade stand. Or when the whole COVID thing first hit, my son actually started a flag building business on just a whim. He put together a wooden flag that we had the parts in the garage And he was super bored because we were on lockdown at that point. Right. And he said, you know, can I put this flag together? I'm like, absolutely. And it turned out beautiful. And he did it by himself. I took a picture and I posted it to Facebook and it went crazy. I had all my friends asking, will Tyler build me a flag? Well, he ended up selling enough flags to pay for his first car before he even turned 16. So it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome to watch. Like he created his own little side hustle to pay for his first vehicle. And he is so proud of that truck. I can't even tell you, he loves his truck. Like that is his baby because he paid for it. And I was so proud of him. And so my kids are always thinking of things like that, of of how can they make money? How can they thinking about their future and what do they want to do? And so I think it's good that they have, you know, my husband does the, we call it the traditional job. He works for somebody else and then they have the entrepreneurial side. So then they get a mix of both. And they can kind of decide, like, what does that look like for us for our future? That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. What is it like for you being being a parent and being entrepreneurial and being able to encourage those things? Because obviously you see their friends that that will have parents that maybe encourage them to go get traditional jobs or, you know, no, this is you've got to you've got to have the the 401k, you've got to have the nine to five, all that traditional stuff, but you being able to encourage them. What is that like for you? It makes me feel better and more secure, I guess, as a parent. I don't know if that's really the right, that's the first word that comes to mind because I feel like I'm giving them, I'm not giving them just one way to look at, you know, their adult life. I feel like they're getting kind of a buffet of Mm -hmm. options, if you want to put it that way. My, you know, my grandparents were entrepreneurial. And so when I look back at, you know, even our family history, it's kind of, you can definitely see when kids grow up in an entrepreneurial home that continues, maybe not through every child. So maybe my daughter doesn't start her own business, but my son does. Uh, It just, it, it's definitely makes you feel good as a parent because you're giving them a variety of choices. And you're also, I feel like you're, you know, when they're kids, they, they dream, they think big, nothing is ever too big to achieve, right? You know, kids just, they have these wild imaginations. And unfortunately when we become adults, that imagination goes away. And I feel like that definitely is a lid on success when we become adults. So being able to allow them to continue dreaming and thinking big and teaching them to guard those dreams and guard their heart and and, you know, only share those dreams with those people that are going to help you make them bigger, make them possible. 
and not listening to the naysayers because there's a lot of naysayers out there. So I do feel like you're, it's for me, I feel like I've helped my children be more well-rounded and bigger thinkers. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Have your kids noticed a, a, a direct correlation between the relationship that you have with your clients and your success? Hmm. I would say yes, because I watch my kids and how they interact with people as well. Mm -hmm. So, and that's definitely been something because when I started my business, I didn't have a separate little studio space. So it was always the dining room table. You know, we'd have people coming and going. And so my kids might be in the living room because they were little at that time. And so they would definitely watch me interacting with people. They would, and my daughter actually said that the other day, she said, mom, because we were talking about friendships and she's 14. So we're kind of in that tough stage right now. And, and so she had said, you have a lot of friends. And I said, I do, I do have a lot of friends. I said, but I spend time with, you know, a lot of time with certain people. Like I pick and choose who I'm spending time with and, and really spending time with a lot of people that are filling my bucket just as much as I fill theirs, you know? And, and so talking about, you know, guarding your circle of influence and things like that. So, so my daughter has definitely picked up on that and they do make comments, you know, and watching, just watching how they interact with their friends. I do feel that that has helped them in having their friendships and their relationships because we're able to have really great conversations about things. And when I talk to my kids and we have those conversations, it's crazy the way that their mind works and how they're thinking. It's almost as if they're old souls and young bodies. And maybe that is because of watching what I've done for 16 years. Mm -hmm. So that's what I can definitely, you know, tie that to. I, I find that this is, it tends to be a commonality with a lot of entrepreneurs is that their families, or at least their children, their desire is to offer opportunities to their kids where they can see that how small they actually are in this big world and to, you know, really give them like culture you know, opportunities to, to see that there's other things out there, uh, tons of options. And it's not just this small little community that maybe they're raised in, that there's so many more things out there. And, and I love that. I, I appreciate and respect the drive to encourage the people around you to see that there's so much more out there than just the example that was set before them with their just direct family, even. Well, and I think there's a lot of emphasis to and I know this is where there's, they're definitely trying to make a shift. I feel like in the schools, because in, in school, the focus is on go to a four-year college, get your degree and then go get a job. Well, there, like you said, there's so much more out there than just that. You don't, you don't have to go work for somebody else. You can start out that way. I encouraged my kids. I told them try out as many jobs while you're young. If you can get a job right at 16, awesome, <clears throat> do it. And, and try different jobs, get experience in all these different areas, because when you're young and we're pushing them to go towards a four-year college and get a degree, that's not going to be for everybody. And you see kids that are getting these degrees and then they come out, they go into the work field and then they don't like the job. Mm -hmm. And they just spent all this money on school and now they're kind of stuck. You know, my husband is kind of sort of one of those. He, you know, he's looking at, at switching his career when he retires from the current career he's in. So I just want my kids to, to not feel that there's only one way to go. You can do whatever you want. And then 
how great would it be to start a business and then provide an opportunity for other people to then come and be part of that too and have a place to win and have success too. So it's a team thing. It's team effort. Absolutely. I, and I want to comment briefly on what you said earlier, even talking to the friendship side, because one of the questions that we want to, or one of the topics we want to bring up is networking, because that's something that you've been great at. And it's something that I put a high value on is Mm -hmm. friendships and relationships and getting to know people. And so as you were talking about your, your kids commenting on the number of people that you know, the number of friends that you have, which is not common, right? Is we adults, we get, we do get really busy and we understand that. Um, but, uh, it takes a lot of work to maintain relationships, let alone friendships and for kids to see that. And especially at a young age, which is, you know, something that we model to our four and five-year-old, um, really strongly. And then listening to you talk about that with your 14 and 16 year old, um, it is, it is just really neat to see and hear the example that you've been setting and the things that they're picking up on. Thank you. So. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, and I'll say to this recently too, because I guess for me, the, the biggest reason for all of that is just wanting to be the best version of myself possible, to be a good role model to my kids. And so I continue for myself every week, you know, I have a life coach, if that's what you want to call him that I talk to. And and we have these great conversations. And so speaking to the friendship piece of that, something that I've uncovered with in speaking with my life coach was boundaries. And I think that's something we don't talk enough about, whether that be as adults and whether it be as kids. Uh, I am a recovering people pleaser. I like to put recovering in front of that. It was something I did not discover until a couple of years ago. And so I had absolutely no boundaries when it came to friendship and being in my business that we, in my business, we get so much free personal growth training. It is insane. And so that was the one thing that I kept hearing over and over again was to guard your heart, guard your circle of influence. You will become like the five people you spend the most time with. So when you look in the mirror, if you do not like the version of yourself that you're seeing and the way that you're speaking and how you're presenting yourself, look at who you're spending time with because you will mimic their behavior. And so I, this year, I put boundaries on friendships and there's just certain people that I can't run with all the time. And it's not that I don't want to be a good friend, but it's that I also need to focus on myself and I need to focus on my family. And the other thing that I realized too, is having boundaries with your family. And as a mom, It is okay for us moms to go and have time out with the girlfriends. It's okay for dad to go have time with his guy friends. The kids need to see us doing that. And so that is the other thing that I'm really working hard to model right now, because for so many years, I have put myself on the back burner. And even with my business, all my goals have been for my family. Mm. And my kids always make that comment to me. And more so recently saying, mom, you never do anything for yourself. And I didn't ever really take that into consideration and it didn't hit home as hard as it just did recently when I was talking to my life coach and we brought that up because it was an area of frustration. So I feel like if we model those behaviors ourselves within our friendships and within our family, and then we teach our kids to do the same, we're helping our kids to build healthy relationships and we're helping them grow into healthy adults and and learning that it's okay to say no. 
you know, if your plate's too full and your girlfriend reaches out to you and says, Hey, I want to go do this. And you're like, I really, I can't right now, but I can do that next month. Hopefully, you know, good for you for saying that number one. And then hopefully you guys have a good relationship to where she's okay with you having to wait and postpone until next month. Um, so, so I, I'm kind of probably babbling on that, but just the thoughts that came to my head when you said that Jay. No, it's good because I, those boundaries are so important and it's, it's so crucial to be able to set those and identify those for yourself. And, and because for me, I, I love, I love being around people and I love, I can be around people pretty consistently and I don't get too worn down by that, but I have to be careful because my family can take the hit because I'm around fam or because I'm around people too much or you know, not being around people enough, my family can also take a hit because I become more drained because I don't have that relational investment. And just being able to, to take time, being able to recognize those things and then being able to say no or, or even having a boundary, being able to make an exception where you talk and, and where India and I will say, hey, like we don't really have time for this in the schedule can we fit this in? Can we make an exception? And, you know, either pushing one or the other out the door to say, go and have some time, um, relax and, and go have fun with friends. So mm -hmm. we talk like a lot. That. We definitely talk a lot about how the line between personal and professional lives is very blurred. And as much as we have kind of been trained to expect that you're going to leave your personal life the door when you walk into that professional life doesn't really exist because we're human beings and we thrive on social interaction and relationships and those relationships affect us things in life affect us and if they affect us then they're definitely going to affect our our work performance and so i like the conversation the acknowledgement that your relationships as you've been on this journey and learning about networking and relationship-based sales and, and all of that, how that has impacted you uh, personally as well as professionally and, and finding that professional success, but then also recognizing that there can be a negative side to it and to find that the healthy balance that, you know, yin and yang, where it just works so beautifully and you've, you have those boundaries, you've guard, you're guarding your heart in, in an effort so that, you know, it doesn't take you down a bad path, but it also helps you see, okay, no, this is good. I need to prioritize these things. These relationships are really important, but what does that prioritizing actually look like? It doesn't mean dropping everything when someone calls, or does it mean like, no, let's schedule something and just prioritizing that relationship as best you can. You have to come and theme that my kids are hearing right now. I got this from a mentor in my business. She had to tell her adult son, he failed to plan and he was not paying, he was not being good with his time. And so he called her last minute to run home, grab something and bring it to him. It was like dire need. It had to happen. And how many times have, I mean, my kids have done this to me. They get to school. Oh mom, I forgot my lunchbox or oh mom, I forgot my water bottle. And so she politely said to him, your failure to plan is not my emergency. And so that has been the hardest thing for me 
not just in being a mom and being a wife, a sister, friend, all of that, but you do have to set some boundaries even around like your, your business too, you know, because you have to learn when to turn your business off and on. And when we work from home, I do believe that is hard for us to set those boundaries because when you're starting your business, you're so excited to work and, and to be successful and build your business as fast as you can. And, and so you, you'll, you'll make those exceptions. And sometimes, sometimes you make too many exceptions. And my family has told me that in the past, you're always working, you're always working. And you know how much that hurts to hear because then, then when they're saying that, that means I'm not spending time with them. So to be able to put your phone down, to be able to, you know, say, these are my hours of operation, or I can't hold an appointment on that day. I can only do them on these days because I need to respect my obligations I have on those days. So that has been, that has been probably the boundaries has been the most difficult thing. And it has taken me 16 years to learn this and to put them in place. And when you haven't had boundaries and you put them in place, oh my, it's like stirring up a hornet's nest. Let me tell you, it's like, you might as well just throw some lighter fluid on there and just light a match because, oh boy, you're going to get some pushback. And more so when you do that, I feel like with family and being a mom or being a dad and you learn to say no, oh boy, they don't like that very much, (laughs) but you have to stick, you have to stick to it and it will get better. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now in my, my journey and my process is those boundaries all around. That's good. Mm -hmm. So I want to change things up just a little bit and go into the, the practical side just for our listeners. I, I, I would love to get your feedback on this because as I would say, as this amazing expert that you've become with 16 years of practice, figuring out how to prioritize those relationships in the sales process. Do you have any practical tips for networking or building a connection with someone? Just the authenticity. Authenticity is, that is my motto this year. With every single thing that you do, it it must be authentic. Mm. Don't go up to a person and, you know, have a conversation, ask them a question, then take over and not let them finish talking ask them questions about themselves, get to know them. Don't just immediately regurgitate what you have to, excuse me, offer onto them, get to know them. I feel that with any business that you do in building relationships, you have to be your authentic self. You are the, the, the secret ingredient to the success. So whether it's meeting people, whether it's implementing some new, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a, a program or a promo, you're doing something fun, an event, everything needs to be just authentic and, and built around getting to know people sitting down toe to toe, knee to knee, or if you can't do that, find a way through social media that you can do that. I feel like we're, we're too, we're so busy that we don't take the time to ask the questions to get to know people outside of just what, you know, regurgitating what you have to offer instead of getting to know them first. That's good. I think one of, one of my pet peeves actually is when you ask somebody, how are you doing? And people's responses, I'm so busy. It's like, it's not an answer. It really, it's a, you know, it's, it's a way to just 
continue the conversation or to even shut the conversation down in some ways, but it doesn't actually give anybody clarity on where we're at or what we're doing, or uh, it doesn't inform people on actually how you are. Busy is a choice and it's something that we decide to do. And it's, you know, we, it's something I think more so we decide to be. And so being able to have those authentic conversations, like you're saying with people, it opens up the game a lot and it opens up the conversation so much to becoming real conversation as opposed to being surface level. And because every, everybody's busy and everybody can say they're busy and you can work, honestly, you can work five or 10 hours a week and you can still be really busy. Um, because you can have family, you can have errands to run, you can have, right, like a Costco trip in your day can turn into I'm busy. And, but it's like, but one person's busy is one person's not doing anything mm -hmm. to some extent. And so um, anyway, to your point, having that authentic conversation, how are you? How are things going? Like, oh, right now, this is going really well. And I'm kind of struggling in this department. So well, it's communication. I almost feel, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but when I look back to just how times have changed, it's almost as if we've forgotten how to communicate. And, and maybe that's with everything that's been going on for the last couple of years. But then if we aren't having those conversations and communicating and our kids aren't seeing us do that, then they don't know how to do it either. So that I, everybody, you know, every, with every conversation, with every problem out there, I always talk about communication. Communication is so important because a lack of communication leaves it too open for room to assume things or have to put the pieces together. If, if you don't communicate, you can't, how are you supposed to know? You, you can't learn anything without communicating. You have to communicate and just to have conversations. And so sometimes that means having vulnerable conversations, being real and, and talking about things you may not wanna talk about, but how else do you get anywhere? How else do you build anything? You can't build relationships without communication. So I feel like we need to go back to the kitchen table is, is a saying in my world, you go back to the kitchen table because that's where conversations happen. Gather, gather around, you know, where's every gather in a household in my home, they gather usually around my kitchen Island on Sundays. So we do Sunday dinners and we have all kinds of conversation. And so that's the one thing that in our family, I pride ourselves on as being parents is that we have really great conversations with our kids. We have hard conversations. I, my table that I'm sitting at right now, if this table in my studio could tell a story, oh my goodness, from all of my clients that have sat at this table, this table could write a book. And that is what I love about my studio space is the conversations, the stories, the, I mean, oh my gosh, so many emotional moments have happened at this table because of conversation. And I love that about my business. It is so awesome. Conversation and communication, it's just, it's key to us as social creatures. That's amazing. Yes, it is. That was, thank you for sharing that. That was excellent. Welcome. So when it comes to 
networking and you're having conversations with people, what is, well, I guess for you on the networking side, what has been your best form of meeting and connecting with people in your line of business? It's been kind of a mixture. You know, I think that part of it depends on your comfort level. I, a lot of people like to go to, so chamber functions has been awesome because you meet other business owners and, you know, going to events and things. Sometimes I'll meet people out and about. I will meet people through people. I feel that some of the greatest connections come from the people that you meet through your already existing circle of influence. Because I do feel sometimes that if you know, if you have a mutual connection with that person, then there's more uh, credibility because that person already, that mutual connection already knows you. But I also love just the random conversations that start in the grocery store line of all places or having kids, you know, having little kids. Oh my gosh, you guys, the, the conversations I would have because my kids are being goofy and doing something in the grocery store and it would spark up a conversation. Oh my goodness. Like those, those are honestly the best because you never know, you know, what kind of who you're going to meet that day. So I just feel like when you're out and about. I try and focus now on making eye contact with people and smiling versus being that person because I am so this person staring at the ground and not, you know, being too afraid to, to have an interaction. I want to be that ray of sunshine. So if somebody's not having a good day, I want to be that person to hopefully do something for them that day. And that is when I go into relationships, building relationships and meeting people, that's where my brain immediately goes to is, okay, what can I do to help you? So if you're a business owner, what can I do with my business to help you? How can we team up together and I can bring my clients and introduce them to your product and what you have to offer? Because I am such a people person and I wear my heart on my sleeve and I always want to help people out. So that's anytime I'm doing any type of networking or meeting people, that is where my mind goes is what can I do to help you? How can I help you empower you better you? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And those conversations don't happen without the authenticity that you mentioned earlier. They don't happen without lifting your head up. They don't let, they don't happen without getting off of your phone. And, and I think that's, it's so interesting how culturally normal and acceptable it's become. Um, but if I'm very intentional about it, and if you're standing in line at the grocery store or standing in line at the, the DMV, like it doesn't matter where you're standing in this line, to have the intentional thought of I'm not going to reach for my phone mm -hmm. and kill my time with something brainless or mindless or even doing work. Um, it is amazing how uncomfortable that can truly be. But if you can become comfortable with that uncomfortable, the conversations that you can have. Mm -hmm. oh, big time. Oh. You nailed it. You totally nailed it. I mean, that's having teenagers again. <laughs> that's the battle that we have in our house, because that's definitely what I'm seeing is the, the inability to have a conversation. And I'm being more intentional as well, because I realize how uh, conditioned we are as a society to constantly, I mean, you see, we're walking in, and on our phones, texting or talking or so it's, it, it's something that I wish we could turn around and 
get away from because it's an addiction. And then we miss out. It's, it's causing us to miss out on building relationships, meeting new people, getting to connect with people. And as a society, we are social creatures and we need the interaction to thrive. It's like the trolls movie where all the trolls are in the little pot and they're getting ready to be cooked and they all turn gray. (laughs) And then the guy troll or one of them starts singing and all the color comes back. That's what I think of. We're all gray and we need our color back. Yeah. And then it, and it is interesting because as you mentioned that I, I love the idea of, of real interaction, of real human connection, one-on-one conversation. Uh, but then from the marketing perspective, we're so focused. We help people develop their ideal client profile and figuring out who that is. And so in some ways you have the, we want real authentic face-to-face conversation, but at the same time, we have to be able to pivot our businesses to be in front of our ideal client. And so sometimes that requires us being on our phones and on Mm -hmm. social media. And, and so I try to be very strategic and very careful about that because it's a part of what we do, but at the same time, I don't want my kids to know me as he's always on his phone and always says he's working. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's a very, it, I would say a tight or a fine line to, to balance and to, to teeter over the edge of, because you're, you're, you're living out, you know, 10 years in the future from where our kids are. And it's, it's helpful to hear your conversations and your feedback mm-hmm. regarding your kids and knowing where our kids are. So it's tough it's tough right now. And that's that you, Jay, you totally nailed it with the balancing because that has definitely been where I've been the last with this whole switch to going really tech and doing a lot of stuff online and social media. It's definitely a fine line because with having kids, you do, you have to put yourself out there to be in front of the people because a lot of people are hanging out on social media and that is how you're interacting, but you have to find you, you have to put the boundaries in place. So doing your social media time. And then for us now, I feel like in our household, we're gonna have to make a new rule where cell phones go away, laptops go away at a certain time of night. And you're just and and my business is off. I'm done. I'm not responding to messages, emails, nothing. I'm done because you nailed it, Jay. That's what my kids, that's the conversation with our teenage daughter that we're having is this battle of how much her screen time is. And then she said back to us, well, what's, what's you and mom's screen time. Cause mom's always on her phone, but what she doesn't realize is mom is working from her phone because that's part of how I have to run a business. So now we have these new boundaries we need to put in place. So yes, connecting with your clients, networking, meeting new people, but it's almost figuring out where are the parameters and the boundaries with that when you have kids. Mm-hmm. And then I think the whole challenge too, of finding, finding the freedom of, because I, as tough as it can be in the moment, I love your daughter's pushback for the reason of, because I think it also challenges you to say, how can I run my business with less time on my phone? And how can I be more effective in the time that I'm using? And, you know, almost if we can, if we can intentionally set boundaries together, right. Um, Which is really cool. So schedule, got to live by schedule. That's what we have to do. Absolutely. Well, Nicole, um, I am curious. I want to make sure that we figure out how can people find you 
and how do people get a hold of you? Yes. So you can, you can either find me on social media. So you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. And do you guys want me to give those or do you want to link them in the podcast? Yeah, I um, think you could give them and then we can link them we'll as do well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have to, I have to look at my phone to figure out what <laughs> my Instagram. So yeah, you can okay. find me on Instagram uh, and it's Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Bauer, B-A-U-E-R, and then P-I-P. So Nicole Bauer Pip is my Instagram. Or you can find me on Facebook just under Nicole Bauer. And then also, if you want to learn more about my business, uh, you can go to my personal website and it's www.maryk.com forward slash, and that's N Bauer one is my website where you can learn more about my business. Thank you guys. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. This is an amazing look inside of what it really takes to prioritize relationships, not only in that personal world, but that professional world too. Yeah. Marketing Breakthrough is a community of entrepreneurs with a vision of creating meaningful, sustainable businesses that allow freedom, fun, and adventure in their lives. Time is the only resource you can't get more of, so we believe in finding a way to achieve our entrepreneurial dreams with freedom in mind. We've designed this resource hub of tools, tricks, and techniques to grow your business and live the life that you set out to create.